Aloha and welcome to another edition of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. And it's been a crazy week for a lot of us, for the fans, uh, for the people just watching the news at home, for the people that have been following what has now become a national story. And that is the Rainbow Warrior Program, Coach Todd Graham, and all of um, the issues allegedly surrounding the program. So before we get into that, I'm going to bring back our esteemed panel of super fans, starting with the one and only Sean Iman. What's up, Sean? What's up, Wayne? You mad, bro? Oh, just a little <laughs> bit, but you know, what's new on this show? Uh, I'm not mad about the fact that we're getting, we had basically five times, 500% the amount of downloads that we had the week prior. Sheesh. So um, thanks to everybody for, for, for reaching out. I mean, we had so many people um you know text me or message me or whatever friend me or and all positive because we only drop facts here so you can go back and check the tape that's what's the best thing about receipts you can go back and look so feel free to go and watch any of our former live streams or just listen to any of our podcasts here um you got a treasure trove um and nice archive to dig deep into and many of them featuring none other than our own loud loud head shane agno what's up shane what's up brothers yeah it's been a crazy week just trying to keep positive but man it's like i always say bleeding green but need transfusion (laughs) (laughs) well this transfusion of um you know positivity we'll, we'll start there um you know, we we had players come out today. First of all, last week, obviously, our show was dedicated to a Twitter space that was unrecorded and featured many players, many players. Basically, most of the team came in there, was in at this space, listening to what other players had to say. And these players who were not anonymous because they were using their own Twitter handles, which players, if you know our players first, for one thing, they ain't about being anonymous on social media. Not one college athlete is trying to be anonymous. <laughs> so let's get out of here with that rubbish. Um, and there are players, um, you know, some that were still on the team, some that were still on the roster. And I know that they wanted to be uh, or other players were trying to protect them. But at the end of the day, two alum, alumni, former players on the team, created this Twitter space, a public Twitter forum, which anybody in the entire world could have joined. And it was someone in San Francisco joined it and who created uh, or who wrote an article in the San Francisco newspaper because he was the only media member. Nobody in our local media who and there were many of them there present. Um, This is the only podcast that really reported what happened inside of it. And then um, the San Francisco newspaper ran with what they also heard in this Twitter space and created a little bit more of a buzz because our local media didn't do anything about it. Or just scared, skirted around the issue. Our, and, our coach kind of ran from the issue until the story kind of went national. And then he kind of, yeah. then he acknowledged it. So what really got our fans in a tizzy, not only this, and if you were there, if you weren't on it, you probably don't know the extent of how bad. And I'm going to tell you right now, it was worse if you weren't on it. Because some of you guys, I can tell you weren't on it. I can just tell. Because you think it wasn't a big deal. And the stuff the kids were talking about. And there were a lot of kids that took turns talking were major issues. Can they be addressed? Yes, they can absolutely. Not one of those issues was like, oh my gosh, call HPD right now, like book him. Like, no, that's not, not, none of those issues. Like, I'm hoping there's none of those issues, but I'm saying like none of that was brought up, but there were serious issues that were brought up in a way that were, um, 
you know, well-documented and clearly something that affected the players and their performance. And during the season, a team that we had very high expectations for me, who is overly optimistic. We talked about this, had a whole eight wins for us. But when I look at the, 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 the team that we had, I, I don't think that I think it's possible we could have won even more games, especially the way that we ended last season. Um, but obviously we, we don't need to, we don't need to go back over all of the issues we had with the offense with, but with everything we've talked about, but if we we're going to compartmentalize all of those issues into, um, you know, what really created those problems this year, it, it, the coaching clearly was an issue that we didn't see and, 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 and not the coaching, it was the coaching off the field, the issues that we weren't privy to on game day, mm. like, Mm-hmm. Like the how players are treated in closed doors or how they were talked to, and you know, well, every- we, well, we could see the results on the field, yes, and we saw the interactions on the sideline, so so we we did see a little bit of it, but not mm-hmm. to the extent of what was shared with last week, mm-hmm. and that's what trips me out too. It's like we're six and seven with all these problems with coaches not being able to watch read film wow what if we what if we didn't have these problems and had coaches that could watch film we would be undefeated or something it's like that's what makes me scratch my head like how the hell did we even win six games if that's the case because the players the players got fed up and just took it into (laughs) yeah exactly the varsity blues action huh you know, and we, 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 we also have to, um, you know, the players and the, the coaches probably did. There are adjustments probably being made during the year. We have to make, especially by the assistant coaches, because the assistant coaches were not being, their names weren't being tossed like Coach Graham's name was being tossed. And in fact, a lot of the players would, you know, qualify what they're saying by first stating yeah. that we're not um, talking about the assistants, even though the assistants, um, and admittedly, so I think even Coach Graham would say had some incompetent moments and had some issues. <laughs> and a lot of that, they would say, goes back to the fact that there was no budget, or the Grams would say there's no budget for yeah. assistance. And, you know, um, that's a major issue. We talked about it on the show, like just being a resume patter for assistance and Coach Graham, you know, really using his position to, you know, add more branches to his tree which is not a, a bad strategy for a coach obviously if you at, at, at really the end of his career um so even though some players were saying that he has openly said that he is looking that he is potentially i don't know if you said that read that in any of the articles i don't know which one it was yeah he said he wants to run it at NFL. NFL. yeah so i mean i i is that true probably would he is he in a very cush spot right in hawaii yes he is like i it's it, it's not easy for him so i i will bring up that and I, i've brought this name up before and this is coach's wife coach um auntie penny and i gave her that name auntie penny not that nobody any called anybody's ever called auntie but i remember wanting her to feel that connection to us right and that's something that as fans and this was over facebook when they were first announced she came into our Warrior Nation Facebook page and she's, you know, friended a lot of us over Facebook. But having that virtual relationship is different from having a off the field relationship. And that's something that COVID did not give us a chance, really. COVID, uh, I will, COVID, it did make everything difficult, especially coach's job, for sure. Absolutely. So that's something that we're, we cannot argue with because a lot of players' meetings 
had to be virtual or players couldn't be in the same room with coach because of COVID. So I get that. I totally get that. But um, we haven't, the Grams really haven't had that chance to, to embed themselves into our community in a way that people will get to know who they are off the field as well. And that's really important. And I hope that she takes that to heart. And I know she, she, she has, and she, and that's something she talked about too. She's really frustrated because coach Graham, um, that's what he does when he goes to, to, to schools, he brings alums back. He, he embraces culture. So I'm, we all have to hold him accountable to that because like we said, I don't believe coach Graham is going anywhere. Uh, even after this last week, I don't believe that, even even last week, I didn't think he was going anywhere. Even when it was worse, even when the, the the articles came out and everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, it's so much worse than I thought," like it it still wasn't going to get him fired. Like because in Hawaii, we just we we are going to try our best to just let this moment pass instead of embracing, instead of digging into this moment and seeing how we can improve. It's just like how can we let this go so that other people you know, don't, don't see the negative publicity. And that's why a lot of people didn't want what we were saying last week on the show to come out. It's like, I mean, you can't say anything to me. I go to every game. So obviously like you're, I'm going to every game still period. It don't matter. But people are like, you know, people are going to be negatively affected by this and they're going to hate the, like, that's like, that's even worse. And we even had a player. There are players, right. That came out on Twitter afterward that didn't like that some of the, what got out, got out. Like, yo, you can't just say what you want and then act like on a public forum and then get mad when, and then get upset when other people know and get upset when people have the receipts so that nobody can gaslight you and tell you by gaslighting, tell you that something didn't happen when you very much well know it happened. And that's what I mean. I mean, like, don't come to Twitter. Don't come on my show. Don't, don't tweet at me. Don't even reference me. Nobody would. Well, um, I have to give that. People are. Nobody's brave enough to tweet at me yet, or or really keep put at at me in any way. Um, but there's definitely been references to what we had to say and what and what we, um, you know, not only on the show but on Twitter because we're the only ones doing it. We're diverting away from the the theme, which is in Hawaii to sweep under the rug and act like nothing happened. <laughs> So now we're back to that level. We really are back to that level. Let's be honest. Like Graham has said his apologies kind of right. Sort of in a long way. He's listening and he's learning. (laughs) So is that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is that enough for you guys? Are we, are we happy with that now? Are you guys ready now to move Uh, on? I take issue with him not respecting the the walk-on players because here at Hawaii, which is, you know, unlike any place, else in the nation um our history of the walk-on program is is second to none we've we've Mm -hmm. had walk-ons go you know walk on become stars here and go to the and play in the nfl for multiple years rich miano ashley lee chad owens Owens. even cole cole brennan cole Brennan. brennan was he walked on he paid his way for the first semester so you know, so for him to to say that, you know, he doesn't respect, he only re- like holds respect for certain people. It's just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't jive well with like local culture because here, you know, we, we, we love and respect everybody. And if you're on the team, it doesn't matter if you're a starter or a non-starter, you're on the team. So exactly. I, don't, I don't know. 
it's it's hard. It, it's hard for me as a fan to to like to be okay with his view of that. And I haven't heard anything to you know to say that it contradicts that. So <laughs> true. And, and and just hearing all these things, it's like it was. It, I know some of it seems so far fetched and it's like so hard to believe. But I mean, why would a bunch of players just make this up? You know, yeah. it seems like it's got to be some sort of uh, truth yeah. behind this. And uh, like how um, they interviewed Corey Bethley and Il Manning on yesterday's news. And yeah. And I know they're saying the right things, and they have to say the right things. Yeah. I mean, there's a damn bowl game coming up. They yeah, want to play course. in it, so yeah, of course. they can't really, you know what I mean? So yeah, I understand well, there, that too. And there's a leadership so void because of all the people that are leaving. So mm-hmm. other your people offensive have to step captain, in. yeah, you're, we didn't even talk about. Okay, all of this started because of Shevin leaving. Let's let's not forget, like. I'm we had sad. problems without Shevin leaving. We had problems with Shevin leaving. Right. This is what started this firestorm. This is what started mm-hmm. this Twitter. Yeah, that still isn't even being talked about. Why is your starting quarterback, who is from your state, who is staying home, who has no fear of losing his job, really, or really losing playing time? Why is he leaving? So that is a question that still needs to be answered. And you know, I think. You know, even Steven Sai brought up a writer, our Honolulu Star advertiser, talked about the fact that he could still come back. So, if it, if this is just a big thing with Coach kind of Bam and a, a, a misunderstanding, <laughs> he could come back. Like if he has nowhere to go, which he doesn't. Like he he really doesn't. He, he it, it's not like it's a part of this master plan of him to go somewhere. You know, for like if a player was like, you know, I want to play my time here, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna go to another program maybe upgrade to a power five or if, if I, you know, like if you're a kid that played in a FCS or whatever, like there's, there's a way of finessing a transfer. Like there's nothing finesse about Trevin leaving. It was like, I'm entering the transfer portal portal peace out. And like the way that coach Graham approached it on Bobby Curran's show. And we have to talk about Bobby Curran's call the coach mm-hmm. um, was as if it was normal Every program deals with it. This is not as all normal. That, let me repeat yeah, that. True. It is not normal. This is yes. not normal. It is normal to have a lot of transfers, but have your starter who is local boy. That's not normal. Mm-hmm. And not only um, on that call, the coach, Coach Graham brought up the fact that, you know, it happens at other schools and it does. But why is it happening at our school more than other schools, especially in our own conference? Well, but that's the thing is I was at the call, the coach and, he said all the right things. It just, you know, it's like I'm sitting there with Brad and Jen and I'm saying these are all the right answers. But it's just like I just I didn't believe it. Right answers for who? Yeah. who? I mean, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it's to, to play the game. And that's what's tiring because the media participates in that game. Bobby Curran didn't even bring up the Twitter thing at all. He, in fact... Uh, clearly, clearly, and this is a clear thing, multiple, and I know this from the source, 1420 AM, and if you even want to try at me on that one, I will give you names, but we have a small island, so it's I, I don't I don't need to go far from my answers. Legitimately look through my contacts in my phone. And I know for a fact that the station was bombarded 
with questions about Twitter. Well, and well that's that's why it was none of them were answered. Coddle, coddle and cuddle the coat. Yeah. Because yeah. Like that you think maybe and well and they would tell us during the, the commercial break so we only want positive questions uh, oh, nothing ne- how is that is- negative to say i'm i'm stating a yeah, fact just a All question. players were on twitter saying these things oh if, it, if that's what i'm saying that's the mentality in hawaii that's really so annoying it's like if it's uncomfortable it's not it's not even it's negative if it's uncomfortable like no 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 it's the truth that people need to know and if it makes you uncomfortable we need to change something we don't leave things and that's the thing we don't want to change anything that's what's most frustrating because our media our administrators our you know football coach you know they they all just want to first of all keep their jobs that's let's face it no not we're the only that's why the fans nothing, nothing can be said to me or any other fans any of you guys because we're the only ones literally getting nothing out of this except <laughs> what we generate on our own like love of the game or or happy positive feelings like and we and if we really wanted to we would choose a team that won more often if it if it mattered if that was the only thing that mattered no it's about who this team is and what they represent that's mm-hmm. why we follow this team so but this I exp- is kind of a it's like a long-standing tradition because we saw this with chow we saw this like you know, going back with call a coach to. I mean, we and- yeah, exactly. So that that's why I'm saying before Graham, we've already had this issue. Graham is just um, making the issue a lot more obvious because he has really offended so many players well, that he literally just, offended it- our starting quarterback away from our team into the transfer porter portal, and even Chow, this didn't happen. There were players on the call. Right. Who played for Chow? Who said it wasn't even this bad when they played for Chow? There's a player on the team who played for a one in eleven team who said mm-hmm. he didn't even feel this bad after a season. So, and then I have that clip, which I, so I share that clip of a receiver, right, on Twitter, and another receiver, a player, came out and said, "Oh man," and I won't say his name, but he was on Netflix, and he said that he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said that I shouldn't share things. Sorry, you're gonna come like believe me. I I don't have time for non-transparency. I really don't like. I nothing. That's why I'm not like I'm not like impressed by anything like surrounding like the way our media covers things or the way clearly not the way our, our school puts on events. Like it's not impressive to me because I I go to so many things and I know how it's supposed to be. I know what it look. I know what the actual right answers are. And not the kind that we've had. And honestly, since you guys, you guys have been around. You've been on the planet Earth longer than me. You've been listening to this BS longer than me. And and like hearing this year after year from your infancy to your late, your adulthood being told like, this is the way things are in Hawaii. Sorry, like figure it out. Like we'll get past this. It, like it gets annoying. It's annoying to me already. It's, it, isn't it annoying? Well, like we could, the, we could the, have ended this. The, the, the fact that he tried to not address it for like four or five days yeah. told me that there's fire there because he just tried to just, you know, oh, I don't go on Twitter, which, you know, to <laughs> yeah. me, that's not, that's not, you know, you, dude, you're in charge of the program. Mm-hmm. All these allegations are being thrown out. Defend what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Defend your program. Like, def- I, I just, it, it, it told me that there's stuff wrong. By him saying, oh, there's nothing mm-hmm. to see here. There's lots of stuff. To see. <laughs> so, and if there was like, well, let's talk about it. Like our, our team has the most players in the transfer portal. Yeah. We have what, what the least amount of recruits. Yeah. 
And that's what I'm saying. Even if him saying horse shit or whatever the freak he calls his players, Jack even if that's it. not true, we still have the most people in the transfer portal. We still have a starting quarterback who is local, who is transferring. <laughs> but is it that, that is like- a problem? Point blank. Don't full stop. That is a problem. And the fact is, we've all we've all and the media is helping Graham, helping Coach Graham, a guy who I believe will stick around and a guy who I think will continue to will take criticism, but also try and help. Like, I really believe and I said this on the show before the Grams listen and they try, however, at their pace to 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 make things better. And I'm not surprised. I'm not saying that he's not even going to try. But the fact is, we still lost so many local players. And we lost the starters. Like, that's telling me that you are not aware of an issue. Because if you keep saying that this is normal, it's not normal. That's that's what's the gaslight. Yeah, he's, he's not going to change because it's this playbook that he's run that has gotten him every other job before this and has gotten him to this point. So why why the heck is he going to change? Yeah, he's not. What's the no incentive? Way. And, like... He's got an ironclad contract. <clears throat> like there's there UH can't afford to buy. And they just all. he just and he just added to it. He just added twenty thousand dollars for his yeah. bowl appearance. So even in all of the mess of this cluster freak of, of of situation that we're in, he still comes out on top. He still gets his money. If if we win, is it a is it a, 40, an additional forty thousand? Forty, 40 thousand. He gets forty thousand. So he'll get twenty thousand plus forty. 000. I don't know. That's two thousand total. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I know. I'll be I'll be completely shocked if we beat Memphis, bro. I'll be completely mind blown. I, I just don't see it. Well, we need, even, I mean, than... really, getting into that game is already a win for him, so it yeah. doesn't really yeah. matter. I mean, like. It, like the Memphis, like that game is just great. It, it is. It's just crazy. <laughs> and I mean, like for us fans, it's like we are the ones again having but, to support it. Mm-hmm. Again, the uh, ones having to go out and try and help it to stay sustainable. So oh, we're going to be there. Re- yeah, regarding there. the Hawaii Bowl, I just went online just to um, check out ticket availability. Oh, and it's show. Yeah, no, no more tickets. No. No more really? only, oh. Pretty much the sidelines is all almost all gone and then get choke end zones, but there's not a lot of tickets available on the sides. If you go, it's all green, but when you actually click to choose your seats, there's yeah. not a lot of seats to choose. Wow, no, I would hope. I mean, there, there's only 9,000 seats, Shane. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, yeah. We, well, <laughs> I mean, we should, we should have been sold out right away at the click. Like, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Keep we keep adjusting way. as local people. We keep doing this, like, hey, Bob, but you never know. Like, we keep finding the silver linings until we've already silver lined <laughs> our way out of existence. And, like, yeah. for sure, like, <laughs> I'm glad that we're having people going to the game. There's only 9,000 seats in the stadium. Like, <laughs> If we had less than nine thousand at the stadium, we would we would be saying that this is crazy. Oh yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I and only we see. It's like only we are conscious of that for some reason. As fans, it's like we were just in a major, huge Mm -hmm. stadium that hosted world events and the Pro Bowl and everything, and now we are cramming ourselves into a tiny on campus stadium and not feeling it. This is what I mean by this is why it's frustrating because. 
we don't even know when our new stadium's coming. We don't even know how expandable or what our if it's gonna mm-hmm. be fifteen thousand by next year. And even if it is, mm-hmm. I don't think we're gonna fill fifteen thousand. So, um, well, all we can mm, do it's, now is like it's I said, funny too because I was talking to who? Hello. Yeah, yeah. Keep talking. Keep going. Oh no, no, no. Sorry. No, I was talking to somebody that knows a freshman on the team. So he was saying, "Oh, he said he's gonna stick it out." Because he wants to play in the new stadium, so I was like, <laughs> new, "Wait, the new stadium? You mean the new Aloha Stadium?" And he goes, "Yeah, he wants to be able to at least play." And I was like, "Uh, he he's probably the stadium not gonna be ready till he's like probably a senior citizen." <laughs> then he's like, "No, no, 2023, right?" I'm like, uh, "His grandkid might play in that stadium." That's what Hawaii says, but. Uh, it's probably not going to be know, like, I, I, So with the fact that so Hawaii needs to they have a $350 million check that they got to put up basically first, the state, right? So mm-hmm. we're in a P3 partnership with whatever other people that are going to be able to make money off of that land, but I, I'm not I whatever happens happens. The thing is like, what what is our program going to look like in five years or whatever? Yeah, exactly. It's like we had like that is an issue where we're playing, but we have bigger issues like it's like existential issues and issues that deal mm-hmm. with leadership that deal with, you know, obviously coaching. You know, what's frustrating, too, is that everybody's waiting because the boss of all of everybody is Matlin. Yeah, he didn't say a single yeah, thing. We still and, haven't and had just a, just yeah. say something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we hear that he's ha- he had a. um uh, meeting with the players. Meeting, then yeah. come out and say that. I met Tell with us. the players today. Got some good insight. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna say. we're gonna enact some things going forward. I'm gonna talk yeah. to Coach Brown. Right, it's not hard. Yeah. So that, this is this is the kind of leadership we get from you. Just I'm saying, we this is the same leadership, and Malin is just continuing a tradition of other mediocre leaders who have not ever taking a stand on anything have never put us at the forefront because they're always playing catch up always in defensive mode and always trying to sweep things under the rug if they're too difficult to talk about and that's where we are again that and that's a frustrating thing because last week i almost felt slimmer felt like something might happen but no we're back to where we are square, yeah square one <laughs> right i had too much hope again in our program and quite frankly my fellow fans who don't get it, um, the media, who obviously, maybe they do get it, but they're too invested in their own interest, which is, you know, pleasing um, UH and not ever saying what they needs to be said because it affect their relationship with UH, which is what they do things in North Korea and China, as let me reference again. Um, but the, if that's what we, how we want things in Hawaii and the fans want things and keep doing that, keep being fans like that, like, People are are be, being ignorant because that's how it is. Like that's what's so frustrating. It's like in Colorado State, they had a bad year this year. They got a new coach. They poached Jane another Orville. coach from within yeah. the conference, and the players and the meet the fans ripped into the team in the paper. Not Nine our team. We're bucks. too busy kissing up to everybody. So why do you guys think <laughs> but, anything's going to change? So no, no. But like, let's let's get back to like, Shevin's not a very outspoken guy. So he's he's you know he. He doesn't say much. Well, he doesn't need to say anything. He he's not. But, but he doesn't. But have maybe to say that anything. this is like maybe this is his big move to say this is something is not mm-hmm. right here. I need to leave to show that you know yeah. stuff needs to change. I'm mm-hmm. fed up. If it drives him to the mainland, 
man, that's like a statement in itself. I agree. Like his, his leaving might be the biggest statement he can make. Yeah. And I think it sucks. I mean, we got four years out of him, but we could have had another two more. Yeah. And that, that sucks. Yeah. That, that's not focused. Let's not lose focus on that. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. If, but if you are from Hawaii and you're a starter and you decided to stay home to, you know, because you believe that was important. And then one day you decide to leave that, that is a, an extremely loud statement like, for someone. He who could have, he could have took aim at some of the, the big records we had in the, you know, in the all time. But I guess, yeah. You know, he's, he's not going to, unless, unless like Sai says, he, he changes his mind, which I seriously don't think it's going to happen. I don't think, I don't so, think. I mean, yeah, if I San Jose is his really only good. option, I think that like, I think he could change his mind. If coach Graham, if coach Graham said the right things, because I, I, for one, this is what I've heard directly from the, the players or directly from the, directly from the source that, the Grams did not see this one coming, did not see it coming at all. Like there was no Chevin being loudly uncomfortable with them that wanted that agitating for a move. It, it caught them by surprise. So if it did, we didn't hear that on call the coach. First of all, well, all we heard was watch, all we heard watch. was it's normal. It's the same thing, which is crazy because it's not normal. It's not the same thing as right. your second string DB leaving your starting quarterback like that's. That is something that is crazy. I mean, when the Fresno State one happened, I was surprised. But then I was like, oh, okay, well, the assistant coach is leaving or whatever. The one, the, the head coach is leaving to go to UW, right? So it's like, it makes sense. He's going to take some of his players with him. But, like, Chevin literally has no other place. He has no natural connection to, to San, San Jose. It's like, who does he know at San Jose? The coach is... <laughs> Cole Brennan's cousin. I mean, cousin. legitimately, who? How is there any right. connection for from Chevin at St. Louis School to San Jose? There isn't any. There isn't any. The only connection is that they know that he is a good player, and they'll you know happily take him on his on their team. But the fact is, he doesn't really improve, in my opinion, Chevin's chances at you know making it to the NFL mm-hmm. or creating like. It, like what how is it better for him he does get to go on you know and, and 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 that's just from us so clearly he believes it's better for him so there's probably reasons that we don't see mm-hmm. and it's reasons that likely were brought up in that team twitter but we're told like don't believe any of those things and coach has solved all that's what i'm saying like we're still being gaslit like he's still leaving and that's why steven Sai is saying well if 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 and and i know that he's also um Sai has brought this up the fact that he could come back as a saying like, well, if this is all just a big misunderstanding or if it's, you know, the fact that the coaches are now on board and they're now listening, Hey, then Chevin should come back. Right. I mean, no, 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 no. Try wait. <laughs> so I, I just don't see that either. And then when you look at our the history of players transferring from university of Hawaii to other colleges, there weren't really a lot of success stories, you know. No, not at all. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, Trevor so, Davis, except with that, except yeah, but Trevor, Trevor Davis. Davis so, who said he wouldn't have gone that uh, drafted in the fifth round out of Hawaii? No, so that's why no, Trevor Davis. Have. Sorry, I don't count Trevor Davis and because one, Trevor um, Davis would have got a lot of targets at Hawaii too. It doesn't matter if yeah, Jeff Goff true. 
was throwing the ball to that's him or true, not. That's true. So I, that's why I'm like, it's not that that was like a reach for me because, yes, he did get better. And a, a lot of that was his unhappiness with the coaches as well. So that probably yeah. is another reason. But because, no, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, Stovall when going to yeah. Pitt, did he even yeah. do much this year? Because Pitt's having a great no, I year. I don't think but so. But I haven't heard any. And then obviously, Drew Brown never, obviously, Drew Brown never played at all. I mean, that's all, you know, <clears throat> so you're well, right. He played Drew, when the guy got hurt, right? He played a little bit. Well, yeah, yeah, but he never got the starting. Yeah, job. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. Like, <clears throat> if Chevin is leaving and he's as a guaranteed starting job, okay, that, that would help it. But he literally has a guaranteed starting job where he is now. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I... That then that, that's why we're saying, but we're all we're, we're we're all three of us are saying is that this is an issue because regardless of how the Grams are or his coaching style or the coaching staff or their incompetency, people are leaving. So we need to know why at a higher rate than other schools. Why is mm-hmm. it happening to us and why are our recruit even on the other flip side? Why are we bringing in less players or why do we have less commitments in other conference um, schools? Because that is saying something to just not have those commitments. Yeah, because, yeah, man, don't they know the fire dancers and hula fire, fire life guys <laughs> and hula dancers? Come on, man. That will attract recruits. We should have choke recruits. You know, you gotta the thing about you know the, not just fire knife dancers and hula, but Hawaii itself, right? We have a such a rich culture. We have such a yeah. You know, we have a place that you have to embrace us. You have to embrace our culture because that's what other that's what's going to attract people to Hawaii. Even exactly. Day Day, and I brought this up on our thing Day Day or was it Day Day? Yeah, sharing. And we then we play his clip. I yes. mean, when Day Day talked about how much he loved Hawaii and how there is no other place different, like. Even on the way out, he's still saying those things. Why right. are we not building upon that? And that's exactly. and that has nothing to do with whether you are you feel like it has nothing to do with coaching style, it has nothing to do with anything but love and passion for something. And if you have passion for our program and for Hawaii and for the place that we are from and the place that many of us were born in and raised. And the place that, you know, a lot of people now call home later on in their lives and who are just, you know, people that um, came later on, flown here, not grown here, as some would say. Mm. Um, you still have to embrace who we are and embrace our culture because that's what makes us powerful. That's what sets us apart. And I don't know. I, I hope that Coach Graham, I know that he, I know, if, this is what I know about the Grams. Like they're definitely um, intent on, trying trying their hardest and trying to see what they can do but they need to be called on things you cannot you cannot expect people to change by never and then never you know call them on 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 things that they need to change i mean and and i for penny who coach graham's wife who i've been able to at least create a a, a relationship where and i i'm able to say things that are maybe uncomfortable for some people to hear but <laughs> she even when I had to say them, she was more than willing to hear, I mean, how ways that she could improve herself, you know, just as the, the coach's wife, um, but also as her husband, how he can um, just make tiny steps to, to changing his, the perception that people might have of him or, 
or not even just change that, giving people that introduction that they weren't able to get during the COVID times. And right now is a perfect time. And I said, every men's volleyball game, every women's basketball game, every men's basketball game, he should be a stand sheriff walking around the concourse and saying hi to people. Like, it's, that's not hard at all. And you're supporting the team and you're visible. Like visibility right now is what he needs and people to see. And I agree that things like the coaches show, which, you know, even helped for, for Rolo and Coach Chow helped us to at least humanize them in a different way that we don't get a chance to. Like, that's important. So I, I expect that Grams to do that. Um, I don't expect him to go anywhere. I expect him to not change everything overnight. I expect him to probably still implement the things that are problematic because he doesn't see it. Until some people see them, or until you call it out, no one's going to change. So... If the players didn't go on Twitter, if they didn't have that thing, I don't think there would be any change in being made anyway. So it's good that it happened. It's good that we had this agitation, that we had this this discussion. And so many of the, the, the people that were most against it were the people that were afraid of how it would make our program look, which is an exact reason why we need to talk about these mm. things. Right. Because they just, that's the systemic issues, which we bring up every week. This is systemic issues. It's the things at the foundation. What are at the roots of our program that are issues? The fact that we try and cover everything up. The fact that we say we have a very substandard, um, you know, level of satisfaction with our employees, with with our coaching that we just inherit as self hatred, basically as as local people. It's like it doesn't matter what we do, it, as long as we you know appease the the authorities like and that's what we need to get away from we need to re-empower ourselves as fans and that's what i'm trying to do and that's what i think i've done successfully especially in response to this twitter thing because i'm tired of like my grandma's friends and her people of her generation having to shove out more money having to deal with all of the pilikia around our program when they shouldn't have to be dealing with it like the school should have already introduced new fans new adults that can help support the program but they haven't and that's systemic mm -hmm. of course our current administration is enabling the, the this um very um you know just like I, th these are not traditions at uh that we're proud of that mediocrity mm -hmm. are are just lack of um lack of accountability these are things yeah. that need to change so that's why we do these things. That's why we have podcasts like this. That's why we're saying things because people, the other stakeholder groups of the program, like the media, they're not going to say anything. Like the administration, they're not going to say anything. And fellow fans are too invested in trying to be fanboys and fangirls and they don't oh. want to say anything. <laughs> and that's the thing. And that, that cannot be from well, all. It has to be the problem. The, the thing is, like, we're, we're not going to, it's never anything. Like a week later, Sean, and we're in the same spot we were a week and a day ago. That's what I mean. Like all of this happened and nothing is changing unless I don't even know if anything's going to change. I keep saying unless, but I'm like, what is going to change? Like you even have players on the radio, on the, on the news, like, Oh yeah. Like, well, like it's a problem. Like, of course they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed, but like now, so we're going to be like told that nothing is wrong and everything's going to move on. Cause that's what we're being told. And it is what it is. But, and like Sean, like you said, Shane, we have a bowl game to play and like, now is maybe not the time people want to talk about it. So when are we going to like the day before 
national signing day or whenever that happens and we don't have anybody and <laughs> we're like oh my week. gosh oh yeah next week. I mean, now that we have a december signing day we don't have the only the february signing day anymore the first wednesday in february mm-hmm. which used to be a nice tradition because at least we had time after the season to kind of like but now it's like players are now making they're making decisions in real time based on what they're seeing so this is just the issue and i'm, I'm like going yes. forward and we're well, just trying to be we're just trying to be real. I mean, yeah. of course we're complaining, we're frustrated, just like a lot of other fans are, but it's because we love this freaking program. We it's so like I always tell you guys, it's so it's hard to be a University of Hawaii football fan. It's hard, but we're right. still here and we're still trying to build this program up. We're trying to get the fan base to come back we're we may have different ways of doing it but that's our main intent you know is is to do that so it it gave me hope last week that there were there was outreach you know and there was people that responded and we're talking about it on twitter whether that results in more people like trying to support the program and going Mm -hmm. to this bowl game i don't know but there's people there that also have the, the opposite view that is just like shut up and support the program. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen to the coach. Shut up. You know, the, that's yeah, a lot of our program, though. Though right. Sean, I mean, and like saying these are the right. people that were like saying it with Chow, saying it like with McMahon. Like they, shut they up like and support the program. Like, and the thing is, like for the most part, we still do. The three of us, we still do. We right. still support. Well, like Graham, saying, Graham wouldn't this. have been my hire. Like I've already said this, Graham would not right. have been my hire. So, right. and we are still here trying to see the best way for him. Mm-hmm. Like we're still trying to, like you know, draw out the positives. But and and that's that's the tiring part. Is like we're we're forced to just eat what what what's given to us but then it's like oh if you don't like it just shut up and and support and that's the problem that yeah. we i did see i'm i agree with you though i did see more people that were more vocal and i think i i did even hear from more people that said that from now on they want to be more vocal and that should be the challenge that should be us we always always and i don't think i mean, the three of us definitely sean you're not afraid to be vocal too but that is something that is a responsibility that i brought up it's not just something that is um, here to make you clout or people yeah. know who you are. It's about of your responsibility of, of saying like, I am, I am a stakeholder in this program. I love this program. I may not have, my name is not on the side of the building or, you know, my dad is not famous or my mom is not like a celebrity. And I now, and you know, like literally so many people run our, our program. That's how they're connected is because they are local famous and that's how they they want to be. They want to be perceived by the rest of and as fans, we're always the faceless ones. We're the ones that do not have, you know, are especially the ones who are not a part of like Nakoa, which we talked about before, which is the UH official booster club, but is filled with white collar types who are really dissociated with a lot of the hardcore fan base because of the fact that they don't they don't and not to say they don't love the team and they're not passionate about it, but they don't interact daily like we do with with the, the news of the team or the world like we really just invest so much time i do i really do and i told this to sean this was frustrating like i could i can sing i can do a lot of things like I, there's a lot of shit that i i do and i do very 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 well and i i commit most of that time to just this team because i would rather see 
our fan base flourish and people like you guys who are um you know the major fans the super fans of this team that's needs to grow but now all i've seen i feel like in the year and a half that we've seen this is our core dissipate to a place where i'm like um am i just gaslighting myself saying that things aren't are just well (laughs) things are okay things are okay like it's you know that meme the house is on fire (laughs) meme it's like it's like we're doing the same thing so I mean, we have a long off season and we're going to have a lot to talk about because of the fact that, you know, we're going to talk about recruiting and we're going to talk about the new stadium. So coach Graham, is this just a blip? I guess before we wrap up, is this just a blip on the, on in his tenure at UH, Sean? Business as usual. Yeah. Business <laughs> as usual. Shane, what about you? So I just, oh, I oh, can't. Yeah. I'm- Absolutely. Well, absolutely. I just, I can't think of a more bipolar season than this one. Like the ups and downs of this season has been crazy. I, I, I can't compare this season to anyone in history. I it's been unbelievable, but I mean, it's just, this, this is part of being a UH fan getting jerked around and, you know, being frustrated and, but also, you know, we're going to, we're going to be there. We're going to be at the bowl game section 160 if you can <laughs> so calvin's corner no but you hit the nail you hit the nail on the head because after that vegas game which was horrible i thought it's like our season is done this is this is ridiculous and then we go on to beat colorado state beat wyoming so it's like going up again and then all our coaches calling you just went back downhill. I'm like, what the hell is that? And then we're going to a bowl game. And then yeah, like, and it's back yeah. up oh, again. It's like and then Matlin meets with the players. Oh, everything's yeah, like, cool oh, now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, can we please give up the bring Rolo in as an offensive coordinator? That crap's not happening. Oh, that's so not just, happening. Let's, let's give it up. Because Wait, that, yeah. uh, who started what well, that's a campaign. People people want Rolo as our <laughs> offensive coordinator, and it's, it's yeah, that's I don't mind happen. Rolo ever coming back to the program. We said this before. I just I mean, this year I just don't see it happening, and I just don't see. Back. I mean, people need to Todd's, Todd's yeah. not bringing him in, and Rolo's not in any rush to come back here, and mm-hmm. he couldn't work here because he refuses to get the shot anyway. So, like, mm-hmm. can we leave, just just drop that? Like, <laughs> Please. What about you, Shane? About what? How do you think this affects, or does this have any effect, the events of the last week? Uh, it's just, well, kind of like you said, right? It's, it seems like we're just still in that same square one. Um, but we got a big week coming up next week with the recruits. So oh, I'm just hoping and praying, man, because... If if everything is what's being said is really true, who the hell is going to want to play here? I mean, uh, <laughs> it's just I I, it's, uh, I don't even know. Like well, how it's been a roller coaster season, I don't even know what to expect already. If I can but, jump in one more time, it's like there seems to be less and less reasons, you know, why you should come to Hawaii. But the mm-hmm. biggest reason why you should come to Hawaii is because it's unique and it's Hawaii. So, you know, don't let it stop you. Even players on the way out are still right. They still talking love about Hawaii. how much they, they love, love Hawaii. It. So I think yeah. that should be 
always at the forefront of and because that's why we we support this team we love hawaii we love where i'm more proud of than anything as to where i'm from and being born in hawaii so i think that a lot of these players they understand what that means how means how much it means to us and that's mm-hmm. what is needs to be always at the forefront of our program always at the center at the core is that passion and love for our our unique home and the place yeah. that we're from because that's what no other place can match us no other place in the whole wide yeah. world so what needs to be important is that that's always put that's at the forefront. that's your selling point todd yeah exactly that's why i hope the uncle is listening because I don't know. I have good feeling about this kid, man. I really like this kid. Come on, Bianco. I think he is. No, commitment. I think he's going to stick. I think he's staying. And I think that coach knows now that he needs to do a better job, especially with the local kids and reaffirming it. And and I believe that he he met with Bianco was one of those dinners he had after this Twitter thing. And we know that Bianco was in that Twitter thing because <laughs> yeah. you are not anonymous on there. Yeah. Back but to the fact, our friend Dave Reardon, people were not anonymous, Dave Reardon. People were more, were absolutely using their real, their real Twitter account. So not mostly anonymous. Don't put that. And you put that as an aside in your, in your article too. That is, that's, that's what I mean by like, not <laughs> this, this, this bowl game is going to show you which direction this program is going. Yes. Is it going to go up? Or does he have maybe? I mean, maybe, or, maybe or, I could still or, still get it. I don't or is know. there going to be a mutiny and it's the, like they're not even going to show up? I'm going to have a mutiny if they don't let Turner get those three damn return yards. Yeah. Fucking guys. Yeah. Well, we already know why. Like, we We're already get know up, why. Take off our jerseys and walk <laughs> yeah. out. <Yeah>. But <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if uh, Calvin Turner get those three. He has three more yards to get a thousand return yards, either punting or kickoffs for a mm-hmm. thousand yards. Just need three more, and the coaches have yet. To get them those yards, they've had two games already. So it is frustrating. And I and I think that what we've seen mostly is a lack of connection between, you know, our media. I mean, clearly this is a major stat, and that's something that their you know sports information should be driving home. And they haven't. Um, and that's on the UH sports information department uh. for not driving home that important uh. stat. And it's the truth. If it was out there, I haven't even seen a separate tweet about it. I, mm. The only tweets I saw was the one mm. I made created, first of all, which well, was early November. Well, let's get people a timeline, Sean. Early November, we were on track. We had already identified right. this. Hawaii sports fans was, was the first to. Then it was picked up by National Outlet. Uh, and they who tweeted a video of Calvin who had over 754,000 views on it. Still yeah. nothing from the program. So why would the coaches think it was important if it's not really important? Because if it's like a Heisman campaign. But, but Wayne, Wayne, the Colorado State game, it was the third bullet point in the. Oh, yeah, I know. Now it was the, it was, it oh, was the third up. bullet it moved to up. Wyoming. It moved up yeah. from the last. <laughs> yeah. So like they finally put. And that's what I mean. Like that's it needs to be important. Just to everyone, because because the coaches don't think it's they think it's just f- stupid, I guess, to have. I mean, to me, it's like an incredible thing. And to the rest of us, to have the incredible. only player in the history of this game to have that. Yeah. And what My we're talking God. about, we're talking about Calvin Turner could be the only player in college football history to finish his career with a thousand yards yeah. and passing, receiving, rushing and possibly returning so punt or kickoff so we already know of a guy new mexico state player who finished his career with a thousand yards um in passing receiving and rushing 
which is crazy already. I mean, mm-hmm. that's like typically a quarterback, which I think he was, but you also have to line up and receive. I mean, and, and if you're playing, I mean, that's like saying you, you have to at least play receiver pretty often, like to get a thousand yards over a career, even if you split it up equally, you would have to still be lining up in receiver at least a few games a year because to get those 250 yards or whatever average in a season. Excuse me. And I think that's um, it's pretty incredible. So for Calvin to now do that, possibly on the receiving or returning is just wow. So we're hoping that he can get that. But of course, he got a lot of his stats at a different school. So mm-hmm. our school isn't as, you know, excited about it since a lot of his stats came from his previous school. But that's unfortunate because he's still going to go, you know, into the NFL as the University of Hawaii, um, you know, player. And we're always going to be proud of Calvin and watch him. And that's why we have Calvin's Corner. And I s- spent my time making that fat head, which I am actually very proud of, uh, of because <laughs> it requires some craftiness as well. Um, you but You busting it out? I, oh yeah, I'm bringing it back to the bowl okay. game for sure. I'll bring it back. Um, but no, that's 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 what we're saying. And as fans, that's what brings attracts other people to the fan base is like these storylines and these players. And Calvin is sad because I I really wish more people got to see him. Hardly anybody really got to see him play at home. And um, he you know is going to leave our program with some crazy stats and hopefully some legendary status that he deserves, especially if he was the first you know college football player to ever have that amazing thousand yards in four categories like that's insane that should be something we talk about all the time and you know when i was at utah state and this is what they got to do at our at uh and it's still early but they have their history on on one side of utah state from the very first game they have a timeline from the 1923 or whatever they played byu and whatever and it, it literally goes through their whole program's timeline to like you know, players that came through Jordan Love, even up to them and being, you know, how he was one West player of the year or whatever. So it's like, that's the kind of thing when we're building a program, all of these storylines are a part of, you know, ultimately where our program is headed and, and, and what our, you know, what, what, what do we bring back to society too? And in Hawaii, I think it's important. Like what does UH football mean? And that's, that's why I brought it up to you guys from the very beginning of the show over a year ago right like where is hawaii's status in football in hawaii where is it now is it important is it not and that's something that we talk about every show because if it's not important anymore then whatever then people aren't just not gonna care like people are not gonna you know expel energy trying to talk about coach or the quarterbacks and and it feels like it it feels like hawaii football it doesn't have the place that it used to have um in hawaii and that's 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 scary because for a lot of us that that can mean that you know things will not be the same going in the future but all i can say is um we are business as usual in hawaii and it feels like a week later it's still the same and you know i hoping that i i was able to talk to the grams myself and i know that they are intent on 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 changing and not just the narrative not just changing the perception of people have of themselves which i know they do want to change because people don't like everyone wants to be seen as, you know, whatever. But now with negativity surrounding the program, they need to step up as well. They need to step up their game because their players have said very legitimate things about why they are leaving the program and why they, um, you know, why they feel like 
things need to change. So things need to change. So we'll see what happens in a week. Um, thanks for joining us on another rainbow wrap up. We've had, um, like I said, great response. Uh, 500% more downloads last week than we had every, you know, previously our best week previous. Sheesh. So, Sheesh. I mean, that's an, a, a huge, um, if you want to be on the sponsor on the show, reach out. Like it takes a lot of work to do this. It takes money. This is not free. And a lot of what I do and a lot of what I do at Hawaii sports fans is, um, is out of my own pocket. And I don't mind because just like the rest of you, I'm a fan of this program and I want to see it flourish, but, um, there's always room for growth with, with here at our, uh, with our podcast, with, um, the content we're putting out and obviously with our tours and still got a Super Bowl tour up. If you are interested in going to the Super Bowl, please reach out to me. Um, and we have NFL playoff tours coming up. We have, uh, still NFL games at SoFi, regular season games, the Seahawks and Rams, the 49ers and Rams. If you want to be there, if you are a fan of the Niners or the Seahawks and you like good seats and you want to be in one of the best seats that you could possibly watch your team at, you should reach out to me. I've more than uh, more than done what my part in selling these seats. So I'm just looking for the fans. If you are a hardcore fan that wants to be in SoFi Stadium, one of the best seats, um, let me know. I'll make it, make it work for you. And I'm always here to assist in any of your your sporting adventures, um, maybe to the Olympics, um, maybe to the World Cup next year. So those are the kind of things we're trying to do at Hawaii WrestleMania. And to WrestleMania <laughs> at SoFi as well. So let's um, hit the road together. Let's get on the the plane. Let's let's make our next dreams come true. But that's what we're doing here at Hawaii Sports Fans. Join us, hisportsfans.com. Um, www.hisportsfans fans because there's many of us and we're we're united in our love and our passion for being out there at the game and for talking about it like we do here at the rainbow wrap up for, uh podcast so for sean iman and lalo head chain i know i'm wayne Quito. i'll talk to you guys next week aloha go, go, go.